I just want to encourage you this morning to um, have your hearts open to what God wants to do in you and through you. Um, I believe he wants to change us. Um, I believe he wants to say something to us. Um, he'll say something to you completely different to what he wants to say to me. Uh, it might be the same thing. It's funny how God works. Um, and I believe that he is moving in us by his spirit. And um, I really believe it's the voice of the Lord. It's the word of the Lord. And it's our faith in him that makes the difference. It's the voice of the Lord. It's the word of the Lord. It's our faith in him that makes a difference. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Do you believe that this morning? Because it's our faith that makes the difference. If you don't believe it, you won't see much. It's our faith that makes the difference. And um, I'm coming to a passage. It's a funny passage. Um, it's a strange one, but it's a powerful one. Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me. It's a good start, isn't it? Do you know the hand of the Lord is upon you this morning? The hand of the Lord Almighty was upon me. And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise. There was a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, O my people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. My message for you very simply this morning is hear the word, speak the word, believe the word, and know the Lord. Hear the word, speak the word, believe the word, and know the Lord. Dry bones, 
hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The context of what's going on. In the previous chapter of 36, Ezekiel prophesies a blessing over the nation of Israel, a prophecy of them bearing fruit, prophesies over them in a time of desolation, darkness, and despair. It's during this time where the Babylonians are causing a load of chaos and ruin to people's lives. The temple is destroyed. People are taken captive, like we see in Daniel chapter 1, him and his friends are taken captive. Restoration just seemed impossible for the nation of Israel. There was no hope. There was no light. There was no life. Israel looked done, defeated, a nation full of dry bones. And God leads Ezekiel in a vision in chapter 37. He leads him to this valley, a valley of dry bones. And God asks this question, can these bones live? Can these bones live? I love um, the response from Ezekiel. Lord, only you alone know. Only you alone know. See, do you know who you are talking to this morning? Ezekiel know who, knew who, what he was, who he was having a conversation with. He knew who he was talking to. He was, he was in conversation with God. He was talking to his creator. He was talking to the one who is the beginning and the end. He was talking to the one who has made life. He was talking to the one who is life. Ezekiel knew who he was in conversation with. Do you know who you are in conversation with? When you pray to God, do you actually know who he is in your life? Yes, he is God, but do you know who he is? He is your creator. He is your designer. He is your friend. He is your protector. He is your provider. He is your father. He is your salvation. He is your shepherd. He is life. That is who we are in conversation with. When we pray, we really need to know the character of God. We need to remind ourselves who we are really in, talk, who we are really in conversation with. Ezekiel knew who he was talking to. Lord, only you alone know you are in control. You are sovereign. You are in authority. It is all in your hands. It is only you, God, who can bring the dead back to life. It is only you, Lord, where life is truly found. It is only you, God, who can rescue. It is only you, God, who can transform. It is only you, God, who can save. Can you hear Derby City Church this morning, the word of the Lord. Are you speaking the word of the Lord out over your life? And do you believe in the word of the Lord? See, if we are to arise, if we are to shine, then we need to hear the word, we need to speak the word, and we need to believe in the word. This is what the Lord says, I will make breath enter you. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. And this morning, I just want to invite whatever God wants to do in this place. I want to invite the power of the Holy Spirit to come and fill you again, whatever you are going through. I want to invite the, Lord, the breath of the Lord Jesus to come and speak into your life because he wants to do something in you. He wants to change you. Whatever may seem gone, whatever may seem defeated, whatever may seem dead in your life, God can turn it around. He wants to turn it around. He is here. He is with you. 
So I say, Spirit of God, breathe into families this morning. I say, Spirit of God, breathe over marriages this morning. Breathe over financial situations this morning. I say, Spirit of God, breathe over anxiety. Breathe over pain. Breathe over fear. He is here. He is with you. He wants to put breath into you again. Whatever seems dry in your life, he wants to make it come alive in you again. What is dry in your life right now? It might be a relationship. It might be something going on in workplace, in in schools, colleges, universities. There might be something in your spirit that is dry, but God wants to breathe into your life again. He wants to awaken your soul again so that we can arise, so that we can shine and go and be a witness for our friends, for our family, for our colleagues that are down here right now. Spirit of God, come and breathe into your people this morning. We need to hear the word in order to know the Lord. Important word, important point we need to really know as followers of Jesus is that the word of God is alive. The scriptures that we read, the promises that are declared over our life, they are alive. As Hebrews says, Hebrews 4, 12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The scriptures are not dead. They are alive and they are breathing in your life. They are not over. They are not done. They are not finished. The word of the Lord is alive in your life. The Bible is not written to us. It is written for us. And I speak truth over us this morning. The promises of God are for you. The promises of God are for you. The promises of God are alive for you. And I encourage us this morning, whatever you're feeling, you might have a heavy heart, you might have a a hard heart, you might have a heart of frustration, you might have a heart of anger, you might have a heart of jealousy. I want you to have your hearts open to what the Spirit of God wants to say into your life. Allow the living word come into your life. Allow the truth, allow the love, allow the grace of the word come in and change your life and change your mind and change your heart and change your perspective on what you are going through right now. Let the living word come in and change what seems dead to you to now come alive again in you. See, there may be a relationship that looks finished, but I say arise and hear the word and know the Lord. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. There may be fear and anxiety weighing you down, but I say arise, hear the word and know the Lord. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God and I will strengthen you and help you, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. You might be tired, you might be restless, but I say arise, hear the word, and know the Lord. Come to me, Jesus says, who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You might feel you have no strength left, but I say arise, hear the word, and know the Lord. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
There might be temptations in life that are taking a hold of you and leading you astray. But I say, arise, hear the word, and know the Lord. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. Are you struggling to face a situation that looks far beyond than what you can handle? I say to us this morning, arise, hear the word, and know the Lord. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. It is the word of God that gives us new life. It is the word of God that changes, that, that changes us, that enables us to live in the way he calls us to live. It is the word of God that helps us see it's not in our own strength, but it's all in the strength of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know who you are in conversation with when you read or when you hear the word of the Lord? You are talking to the person of Jesus Christ. You are talking to Jesus. He is all over these scriptures. He is in the heart of it all. How? Because Jesus is the Word. He is the Word. He is the Word that became flesh and came and dwelt among us. Can I rise today? Yes, I can. Can I face the day ahead? Yes, I can. Can I have these challenging conversations this week? Yes, I can. Can I forgive this person who has been hurtful to me, yes, I can. Can I turn away from the sin that is captivating my life? Yes, I can. Can I turn away from the ways of the world? Yes, I can. Can these bones live? Yes, they can. Why? Because he lives and Jesus Christ lives in me. Allow Jesus to breathe over your circumstances right now. Invite the Spirit to come into your life. If you are not inviting the Spirit and the presence of God to come into your life, you will struggle to rise. You will struggle to shine. Every day when I get up, I've got to say, Lord, what are you saying to me today? Lord, what are you going to do today? Because if I don't have those conversations, I'm not going to see anything. We've got to daily keep on speaking to the living Word. Can you hear the Word of the Lord? If you are to come to know into the presence of the Lord, you need to hear the word, read the scriptures, hear the voice of the Lord in your life. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Hear the word and know the Lord. The word of God is alive and it is active for your life. Jesus was tempted. He was tempted by Satan. And his response was this, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Hear the word and know the Lord. Secondly, speak the word and know the Lord. If the word of God is alive and it is for us, then we have got to speak the living word out. We've got to speak it out over our circumstances, over our battles, over our struggles, over our failures, or our successes. Do not give up on speaking the promises of God over your life. Some of you this morning might have not even said a promise of God over your life. We can speak it over, we're happy speaking it over other people's lives, but you need to speak it over your life. You need to speak the, those promises of God over your life so that you know that the word is for me. See, God calls us to speak his word out just like he called Ezekiel to. 
He said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Are you speaking over the dry bones in your life? See, there are situations that we go through and we think, surely not. Surely this cannot be restored. Just like the people of Israel would have thought, there is no chance that this could be rebuilt with what the Babylonians have caused. But I say, do not hear the word. Do not just hear the word. Don't just receive the word, but speak the word of God out of your life. Are you speaking over the situations that seem impossible? Are you speaking over your fears that keep holding you back? Are you speaking over your worries that are keeping, keeping you down? See, I really believe that there begins to be a shift when we hear the word and then speak the word out over our situations. And it may not necessarily be a shift in the situation or what we want to happen, but it'll be a shift in us, giving us a new, fresh, godly perspective. So I encourage you this morning to speak it out, to speak with confidence, with, with faith, believing God will move through it. See, Ezekiel put away his doubts. He was speaking over dry bones. I mean, this is a crazy situation. He's in a valley of dry bones, and he's saying, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. There's, it's just not done, defeated, lifeless. No life at all. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. We need to speak over what might seem done, defeated, lifeless. Speak over a really impossible situation. Ezekiel was like, okay, God, I have no idea what to do here, but you're telling me to speak dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Let's just do this and see what happens. See, we've got to cast away our doubts today. We've got to hear the word and speak the word out in faith, believing that the word is alive for us and that the word of God changes the atmosphere. Speak life over what seems long gone for you. Speak life over what seems hopeless and helpless. We must keep our hearts and our minds set on what God says about us rather than what the world says about us, rather than what you say about you. See, we can sometimes say, I'm not good enough. But God says, shine, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We can say, I'm all alone, but God says, shine, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We say, I don't know which way to go next, but God says, shine, trust in me with all your heart and lean, not on, on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge me and I will make your path straight. We say, I've got no plans, I've got no hope, but God says, shine, he, I have plans for you. Plans not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. We can say everyone's against me, but God says, shine, I am for you. When we say it's impossible, God says, shine with me. All things are possible. It is speaking out the word of God, which changes and gives us new life. It is speaking out the word of God that helps us see that it's all not in our own strength, but it's in his strength. Jesus is in the heart of it all, and we need to speak the name Jesus out over our life.
He is the word. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And when we speak truths over, over us, something begins to rattle. Something begins to move in us and through us. It is the spirit of God. See, this morning you've written down names of who you'd like to come to know Jesus. And there's been times in my life when I've thought of names and I wrote down names and I thought, there's no chance. I don't know if you've thought that this morning, even just writing it down and coming to the cross. I just, I'll write it down, but I just think there's no chance. Um, I want you to encourage you this morning that with your friends, family, colleagues who don't know Jesus, I really want to encourage you to know that there's a noise happening in them. There's a, there's a rattling sound going on in their souls. And it's not necessarily something that you've said to them. It's just being with them. It's just journeying with them. Because when we know that Christ lives in me and we're journeying with our friends, your friends are journeying with Jesus. So speaking the word out is not necessarily going to your friends and just saying, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you, even though he does. We can be a bit strange about it, can't we, sometimes? But we can just be there and just say, look, I'm here to journey with you. And that can be enough sometimes. Speaking the word of the Lord over your friend's life is simply, can be just simply being present with your friends and your, and your family and your colleagues. Do not give up on being with them. Do not give up on journeying with them. It was funny earlier this week, um, it was, it was the first time, this has not happened um, since Adrian has been born, but it was the first time of uh, uh, Dad and Daughter Day. So, like, uh, Maddie was back at her work and doing one day a week with her own business, and I was like, okay, come on, girl, it's just me and you today. And um, I had no idea what to do with her. Like, I didn't know where to take her or anything like that, but it was funny that the, the morning... I got a message from one of my friends from university saying, look, I'm in Derby. Do you want to have breakfast? I was like, perfect. So um, I, we took Maddie to work, and then we drove down to town and went to Bear Cafe. It was the first time Adria went into a cafe. She, she loved it. Um, and I caught up with my friend from uni from like 10 years ago. Like I've kept in conversation with him, and um, you know, the I lived with him for a time. And the conversations I had back at uni, um, you know, he knew I believed in God. And, um, you know, I went to the Christian Union and the, the Christian Union, they would give out Luke's Gospels. And I gave him a look, Luke's Gospel. And I said, look, I don't know what you think about life or faith, but have a read of that if you want. He was like, okay, I'm open to it. I'll, I'll read it. He read it, just blasted through it and gave it back to me. and just said, good read that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, isn't it? I was like, okay. Well, he read it, you know. But I've just kept in relationship with him. And, um, yeah, he's changed a lot just being in the presence with him on, um, on Wednesday. And um, he said to me, you know, I don't, when, back in the day when I was at uni, I was like, I always thought, like, how can Dan believe in something like this, even though he's so normal? I was like, well, that's good. Not many people think I'm normal. 
Um, but we were just getting into lots of conversations. And he even asked the question, look, having a, having a child, how did that impact your faith? He asked me that question. I was like, wow, didn't expect that one. But I said, well, mate, it's, it's, I've just been blown away by creation. You know, when I look through the scans and, you know, see every detail, I just think there's got to be a, a designer. You know, I believe that I'm made, like Adrian's being created in the image of God. I believe she is fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, that's, what, that's, my, that's my faith. And it's just open to a wonderful conversation. And like, you do not, un, don't underestimate what God can do by just journeying with people. You know, you could be journeying with someone for a year, two years, 10 years. Do not give up on speaking the word of the Lord out over your friend's life. And you don't need to be weird about it. It's just being present. It's just journeying through life and talking about life. And God does something through that. He does something through the through our friends and there is a noise I believe there's a noise there's a rattling sound happening within his soul and that is happening within your friends as well so be encouraged with that do not give up on speaking the word of the Lord out over your life and over your friend's life hear the word speak the word and know the Lord finally believe the word we can hear it, we can speak it, but we've got to have faith in the word of the Lord. We've got to believe in these promises, believe that they are for us, believe that they are for your friends and for your families. Believe that what may, say, may seem dead in your life to rise again. Believe in the person of Jesus Christ, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. In the context of Ezekiel 37, where do we see these bones rising? We see it in Ezra in the Old Testament when Israel returns to their homeland. They come back to the land of ruin, but then we see the temple being rebuilt in Nehemiah. God fulfilled the vision given to Ezekiel, and it doesn't stop there because even with their physical home restored, the nation and the rest of the world still had dry bones. As Paul explains in Ephesians 2 verse 1, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. We all needed a miracle in order to receive new life. Jesus came for us and offered new life to our dry bones through his death and resurrection on the cross. And the Bible says whoever believes in him as their personal Lord and Savior will be a new creation. We receive new tendons and flesh and the Spirit of God comes in us and gives us the breath of life the word became flesh and dwelt among us the hand of the lord was upon me hear the word speak the word believe the word and know the lord the hand of the lord was upon me i'm going to invite the team to come up in just a moment the hand of the lord was upon me I wanna, want you to know that the hand of the Lord Jesus Christ is upon your life this morning. And he wants to do something in your life. He wants to awaken something that's dry. He wants to breathe new life into you. 
And some of you, as I've said, might be frustrated. You might be angry. You might be hurt. You might be struggling to forgive. You might be captivated by sin. But God wants to do something in all of those situations. And I'm, I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and just rest on each each of us this morning. I encourage you to have your hearts open to what he wants to say to you. I think it's important that we pray for one another. And maybe, and maybe it's been a while since someone has, had, has laid hands on you. And we've, obviously we've got to be sensitive to that. Understand people might not want hands laid on them. But in the Bible, when hands were laid on people, things begin to shift. Um, the disciples, when they were had hands laid upon them, they were filled with boldness, and they were filled with confidence. Maybe some of you need to be filled with boldness and filled with confidence to go and be a witness to your friends. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Everything that Jesus touches changes everything. The hand of the Lord Jesus is upon me. I was drawn to this powerful passage earlier this week in Mark chapter 5 where there's two women involved. There's a young girl who's 12 years old and she's dying. There's a woman who is going through an illness, who is bleeding for 12 years. Both situations seem helpless, seem hopeless, completely broken. The father of the 12-year-old girl, Jairus, is a synagogue ruler, and he was in a person with authority in that culture. People would come to him, he would give out commands. And, but he had nowhere to turn to. He had nowhere to go and he heard of Jesus and he came and he falls at the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus, you just need to come to my home and lay your hands on, on my little girl and she will be healed. Jesus walks with the many people around him towards the house of Jairus and this woman who's been bleeding for 12 years is amongst them and and she spent all of her money trying to get this illness sorted and the doctors at the time can't do anything and she will have been seen and viewed as just unclean because of what she was going through people would avoid her stay away from her do not touch her because of the illness that she's going through <laughs> and she says if I can just touch just the edge of the clothes of Jesus, then I'll be healed. Well, if I just touch just the garment of Jesus, I'll be healed. And and as she's making her way through the crowds, people are avoiding her, but she reaches with her fingertips and touches the cloth of Jesus, and immediately the bleeding stopped. 
And as the bleeding stopped, Jesus stopped. And he says, like, who touched me? And the, the followers are like, Jesus, everyone's surrounding you. There's so many people touching you. And he was like, no, no, somebody touched me. The power has gone out of me. And somebody really touched me. And this woman came and trembling in fear at the feet of Jesus saying, Lord, it was me. And he says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Wow. Can you imagine, I can imagine being jealous at this time, the father of the 12-year-old girl and thinking, Jesus, what are you stopping for? My girl, my 12-year-old girl is dying. Why are you stopping? Why are you stopping? I need you. I come to you first. I came here before the, this woman came to you. I need you. I need you to come. And, and, and Jesus says these powerful words. Don't be afraid. Just believe. And that's a word for some of us this morning. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Do not be afraid. Whatever you are carrying, whatever you are going through, whatever seems dead in your life, just believe. Jesus comes to the home of Jairus. Family, uh, understand, understandably, in bits and broken, like our 12-year-old girl is dead, and Jesus says, she's only asleep. Jesus goes into the room and touches this 12-year-old girl and says, little girl, get up. And the little girl got up. The hand of the Lord Jesus Christ was upon me. I just touched the clothes of the Lord Jesus Christ and I was healed. The hand of the Lord Jesus came and touched me and I was raised back to life. Whatever may seem dead in your life, God wants to touch. And it might not change the situation, but it changes you and... I invite the presence of God right now to come and breathe into your children, breathe into your sons, breathe into your daughters here this morning. I say, Spirit of God, breathe new life. The hand of the Lord Jesus Christ was upon me. I want to pray for people this morning. You might be struggling to believe in the word of the Lord. But I want you to know, to hear the word, to speak the word, and believe the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. The promises of God are for you. They are there to change you. They are there to impact your life. You can walk in the promises of God this year. I really believe that. And God wants to do something new in you. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. As Ezekiel prophesied numerous times over these dry bones, a vast army stood. A vast army stood up. And I want to encourage us all to stand together in just a moment and whatever is weighing you down, I want you to encourage you to just stand in the name of Jesus Christ and know that the hand of the Lord is upon me and he wants to breathe in new life.
So I say, arise this morning, Derby City Church, and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Let's stand together this morning. Why do you stand right now?